second. I was talking to the wife earlier today, and I and I and I explained to her. And sometimes when I start talking, like I have no idea what what I'm gonna say or what I actually think until it just comes out. <laughs> and I decided in this conversation, as I was saying it, that as a general rule, I'm embarrassed to be a human being more often than not because I think humans are just the worst. <laughs> Welcome back to your football fantasy. Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Grease Nuts, Big Wiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins. Hey ho! Welcome back again. Uh, your football fantasy. We are continuing our discussion from last week. Wiz and I will now dive into the top 10 or 11. Uh, most volatile running back backfields in the NFL help you kind of make sense out of what's what, who's who, who should you draft, who shouldn't you draft, where is there value, where is there no value, all that sort of thing. So uh, buckle up, grab your pen and paper, and prepare to have your mind blown. Uh, so first up, number 11, let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens. First, I want to give you the ADPs on these guys. There's three guys really in this backfield worth even talking about at all. Gus Edwards, who was the late season undrafted, if I remember correctly, Wonderkind. I believe so. Um, there is Justice Hill drafted onto this team just this year. Small as a rookie. And uh, Mark Ingram, who they signed presumably to be the guy. Now, ADP goes like this. Ingram's a running back 20 going to the fourth round, beginning of the fourth. Not bad. You can get Justice Hill in the 14th round as I'd well. I'd rather have Justice Hill than, than Blush. Actually, he's moved up to the 13th. That's why I didn't mention him. He's at the 13-12. And finally, Gus Edwards is not being drafted at all in um, fantasy drafts. So, tell me what you think here. Well, I, I, I disagree with you this. I, I get Baltimore much lower ranking than this. I, I, and when I say, again, ranking, there'd be less volatility. Just because it's going to be Ingram's show, I, I don't see any way that it's not. Um, they signed him to money... And I don't like this team at all in terms of running back. I, don't, I think they're fighting that with Lamar Jackson to get carries here. So so this is the conversation we had. Like, it may not be Justice Hill or Gus Edwards threatening Mark Ingram, but the volatility comes is that he's fighting against his quarterback. But Mark Ingram's going to be the – he's going to be the back though, right? They signed Mark Ingram to be the back. What do you think the likelihood is that Lamar Jackson has the most rushes – rushing attempts on this team at the end of the season? <laughs> um, I think he's going to have the most yards. Oh, for sure he's going to have 100% <laughs> he's going to have the most yards. I I don't think he will not have the most touches, most carries. He will not have the most carries. He'll be Ingram. I, I would give you 20% chance on that. It, yeah, it, it'll probably be Mark Ingram. Now, just to clarify, you did say that he got signed big money. $2 million. He's making two million this year. That's big for running backs nowadays. That's Carlos. That's the same same contract Carlos Hyde got in Kansas City. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, but keep in mind he wasn't going to get that in New Orleans, even though New Orleans wanted to keep him. Now my note here says this: like last week, Bullfrog talked about Justice Hill yeah. being a potential surprise yeah. as a rookie. Like, yeah, fucking maybe. I don't know. I don't, but I don't think so. I agree with you. I think Ingram's going to have. 65 to 7% snap share, which would absolutely put him in the top 12 in that category. That's a lot. 65% snap share is a lot for running back. Um, 
I expect that because Mark Ingram is talented. He's more talented than he got credit for in New Orleans because yes. Alvin Kamara w- went there. Um, it's just the fact that, look, the team has already said, hey, Gus Edwards earned himself a role in this offense last year. Um, they drafted Justice Hill relatively high, fourth round, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And and Ingram's fighting his running his quarterback for rushing and touches. Ingram's 29 years old. There's just a lot going on here. I do think it's absolutely Ingram's show unless he does something to lose it. I don't think he's going to lose it. I just think he he's not he's not flashy. Hills a much flashier. He's Hills fast as shit. Oh yeah, he he might be your spark plug. He's going to be your spark plug. I mean, keep in mind the uh the Ravens did lead the league last year in rushing attempts at 34.1 yards per game again that that includes Lamar Jackson. Yeah. You can I think you can you can get Ingram here 17 to 20 tu- you know 20, 20 touches a game, which is pretty good That'd be as, fantastic. as a third yeah. running back. Um 403 but you might the, but you might only get six touchdowns. That's what concerns me here. They're not going to put up points. Right. Yeah, they're not going to score fucking points. They're garbage at scoring points. Let's move up to number Next 10. Team. 10 on our list. That is the Denver Broncos. We had a lot of discussion about the Denver Broncos. And neither of us know anything on this other than our own opinion on this. This is the this whole is, problem I hit. Like, this, is a, this, this is a this is more gut than anything else. But uh, we've got Philip Lindsay, who's right now going as a running back 22 in the fourth round, 405, which... Is that good? To be honest, I thought he'd be going higher. So, well, to be honest, not we terrible. traded for Philip Lindsay. We did. Royce Freeman right now is going as the running back 38 in the eighth round, 806. Um, which is a little higher than I expected that to be. My opinion about the Denver Broncos backfield is that Royce Freeman will end up with more fantasy points than Philip Lindsay this year. You know, uh, again, a lot of that is conjecture on my part at this point, but it stems from a few things. Um, we know Lindsay's not not practicing yet. He's not participating in any of the OTA drills. Going to miss most of the offseason. Going to miss a lot of Going to miss a lot of camp as well. What did he break last year? Leg? Arm? Uh, it was arm. arm, I thought. Arm, broke, with his broken arm. Not to mention, Philip Lindsay is 190 pounds. Yeah, not that big. He's 196, 198. Yeah. He's, he's a small guy, 5'7", 190 or so pounds. Taller than that. To me, no, he's 5'7". No. I'd look that up. Um, he is not, I don't think... I don't think he's going to be very successful for very long in the league. He is the only guy in the top 12 last year with less than... 5'8", 190. Come on. Well, player profiler has him listed as 5'7". That's really small. That's really small. One of the things to me that happens when Joe Flacco becomes your quarterback is that more defenders line up in the box. Okay, you see more... Heavy fronts as a running back than you did with Case Keenum. I know Keenum didn't blow anybody's socks off last year, but he was a threat down the field, especially um, with a with a couple well, of deep ball. You're taking some things here. Okay, the one thing Flacco does have is a strong arm. He just yeah, but he throws the ball three yards downfield. That's his average. That's where he didn't melt him more. I don't expect that to change. Much. He's got a better re- receiver as Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is still there. Yeah, Deshaun. I like Deshaun Hamilton. Right. We'll see what Cortland Sutton can do. But but my point is this. Look, I th- I expect there to be more defenders in the box. I expect it to be harder rushing this year than it was last year in Denver. Uh, Philip Lindsay is going to miss a huge chunk of this offseason. Royce Freeman is a bigger back, a more prototypical back. They have more draft capital in them. They're paying him more money. I think he's going to get a lot of work this offseason, grow more comfortable with the offense. Early on, I expect him to get a lot more work as they ease Philip Lindsay back into the field. And... Freeman, as a volume guy, like I said last week, 
I think is going to earn himself more touches, more snap share, more opportunity share, and ultimately more fantasy points than Lindsey. So to but it's gonna it's gonna be kind of a, it, it's not like Royce is gonna get eighty percent of the touches. This is gonna be a very volatile backfield. I don't necessarily want either of these two pieces, but between the two in a redraft, I'm drafting Royce Freeman at the in the eighth round, not Philip Lindsay in the fourth. Yeah, the reason I, I, I don't again this, this is all conjecture in this entire team. Sure. We don't know anything else. I, I I agree with you the fact that it's going to be a lot of, of, of touches, probably 50-50, 60-40, who the hell knows. This is what I do know, is Lindsay somehow at 5'8 or 5'7 at 196 beat out Royce Freeman last year. Yeah. It wasn't even fucking close, okay? Yeah, it was close. They both got over 100. Not fantasy-wise, it wasn't. They both I mean, Touches-wise, they were very equal. Nine and five touchdowns. Um, I know that. I know that fucking John Elway is, is, is has is excessive hubris as it can be, right? He doesn't. He just thinks his picks are always great. Freeman couldn't fucking find, couldn't get the points that Lindsey did from a fantasy standpoint. I guess two. One one thing I would give to your credit that I think is probably going to happen is Fangio is going to slow the game probably down and focus on his defense. For that reason, it's probably going to be fifty fifty. It, it, I mean, he might just sit there and say, I don't care. Plot ahead with Royce Freeman for three yards. I don't give a shit. Sure. So that's Denver, guys. So answer is not much of an answer. Do we like either one of the running backs that you wouldn't want? If I'm taking one, I'm taking Royce at eight. I'd rather have him more like ten, though. The only reason that we took Lin, uh, Philip Lindsay is because we wanted more depth at running. He's our fourth running back. He's our fourth running back, which feel, we like. I feel great at, at, with one of those guys as your four. If you like either, the, if you have to draft these as your second running back, no, you, thank you should be scared as hell. Yeah. All right. Number Let's talk nine. about uh, Tampa Bay at the number nine. Tampa Bay is one of the ugliest backfields in the league. Yeah. Now let's be clear. Bruce Arians is a great coach. Puts together a great offense. However. It's never the running. I mean, is it never the running back? It was with with David Johnson, but to be honest with you, when, when he was in Indianapolis and when he was in fucking Pittsburgh, the running backs didn't produce that many points. So Peyton Barber is both of these guys, Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones, are being drafted in the eleventh round. <laughs> both of them. Which look, kudos to fa- early fantasy mock drafters like. These guys are not great running backs. One of the two of these guys, or maybe even both of them split, can have a great opportunity on an offense to to be good. Like, I don't see... I, there's absolute possibility that one of these two guys finishes top 24. Absolutely there is. Top 20. I wouldn't go any higher than that. Who is it? Right now, Arian says it's Barber. Arian says Barber's my starter. He said that he said that a couple of times. I know. Barber, he said that. He right says be- he's a good running back. He said that right before the draft, and then they didn't fucking draft a running back. That tells you everything you need to know. Look at what the team's doing with their money. Do you recall how old Payne Barber is? I don't believe he's that old. No, I mean he's younger than twenty-five, right? Uh, I was going to say twenty-four. 26. I don't know. Um, Ronald Jones is younger, but he's not good. Yeah, I, I mean Payne Barber had three point what seven yards per carry last year. Mm-hmm. And Peyton Barber is 24 years old. Is he 24? 24 years old. Gosh. But Ronald Jones had, what, 30 combined touches? I mean, like, he... he... So, as, <laughs> as bad as Peyton Barber was, Ronald Jones couldn't get on the field. So, you asked a question last week. You sat there and said, who could win your league? Mm-hmm. You asked that question. Yeah. 
Don't tell me you're about to say one of these two guys could I win you your fucking league. One of these guys could win your league. Wow! As an 11th round pick, they could As an 11th round pick. Yeah. Exactly. If you... If one of these guys gets you 10 touchdowns, if one of these guys gets you becomes Philip Lindsay, mm-hmm. they could win you the league because you have this you have this fourth running back over here who's giving you that point. So if if gone to your head, you're picking Peyton Barber? Yeah, right now I am. Uh, agreed. I'm picking Peyton Barber as well, just because Ronald Jones doesn't seem to play football I, well. I, I guess <laughs> the I, NFL, I mean. Well, I don't even... I wouldn't say that. I would sit there and say Arians right now is committed to Barber and I like that. The head coach right now is saying I picked a starter. That's great. So let's go to a team where the head coach is saying these guys are both going to touch the ball 50% of the time, regardless of how good one of the one is over the other. This is Green Bay. We got Aaron Jones. We got Jamal Williams. We got Matt LaFleur who said this is going to be a 50-50 committee, period. Okay? Uh, now, Aaron... Fantasy players don't believe that. Aaron Jones <laughs> is going in the third round, 310. That's, Jamal Williams, is that high? That's very high. Jamal Williams is going in the 12th round. Now, I will tell you that Aaron Jones outtouched Jamal Williams last year, 168 to 162. Yeah. That's with Aaron Jones missing four games. Um, of course, LaFleur wasn't there. Uh, LaFleur says he wants a committee, but look. 5.5 yards of carry for Aaron Jones, 3.8 for Jamal Williams. At but that 5.5 led the league. At some point, at some point, even a coach dedicated to the running back by committee... Karrion Johnson, buddy. ...has to be convinced. You'd think. I don't know. I don't... I, see, I don't... I don't know that he will be convinced. Although, look at what happened last year. LaFleur said we're going to do 50-50. Right, Dion Lewis, Correct. Derrick Henry are both going to touch the ball 50-50. It took him till what week was it that he went out? 12, 13? Yeah, but I mean, I think you started seeing in week, let's say 9 or 10, Lewis just wasn't going to the same amount of touches. It was legitimately up until the game that we were at that bar that Dion Lewis didn't have more touches than Derrick Henry. He, maybe not in touches, but also you started seeing in a couple weeks prior to that, Henry actually getting legit carries consistently. So eventually we saw LaFleur commit to one guy over the other. Do you think that's going to happen here? I do think Jones is a better running back. I, I actually no doubt. Su- surprisingly yeah. Williams d- was more impressive last year than what I thought he was. Yeah, but still three point eight. But he averaged he, at least he got twenty yard carries last year. He didn't have sure. that in his in his previous in his rookie season. Um, and Williams, to the best of my knowledge, is a very good blocking. Back. Great, great pass block. Yes, pass blocking is very impressive. Um, I just think that again, Jones is, is the better running back. Um, LaFleur run, run, runs a West Coast offense, his zone schemes. I think better fit here is Jones. He's a more patient of a running back here. Mm-hmm. However, we're, with the ADP that you provide here... Is Jones worth a 310? No. So you're not touching him at 310? 310, no. Where are you willing to take him? Um, End of four or five. Let me ask you this question. Who would you rather have? Aaron Jones, on Johnson. you got to take one of them. Carrion Johnson. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Fourth round, fifth round. Aaron Jones is very talented. Very talented. Great best ball guy. Absolutely. Because he's he's he can break a run. Any run, he, can, he touches the ball. Yeah, he, he can, can take it to the end zone. Um, but yeah, 310, I'm not touching him. Because as, you know, eventually we saw LaFleur last year commit to one guy, but it took him a long fucking time. And both guys played like shit. And he refused to acknowledge the fact that maybe one of them needed volume to do anything until week fucking 12. But, but well, if we have to tell the listeners one thing, it's, it probably is lean towards Jones. It, I mean, if you can get Jones late, 
We, it's all about value. We've never, we've never, we've never ever stated anything different than that, right? It's yeah. all about value. You can get Jones at a later pick. It's worth it. Three ten, third round. Not that. I cannot tell any of you to draft him at that point. Let's move up to the Washington Redskins. It's kind of a shit show at the eighth, eighth pick here, right? A lot of people here. Darius Geis going in the fifth round in in fantasy drafts. AP going in the ninth round in fantasy drafts. We also have Bryce Love, who's coming off a season that he didn't play much, at least because of his knee injury. Geis has any injury. Chris Thompson's here, who's still scared to run on his legs because they both broke here. Bryce Love and Chris, Chris Thompson? Thompson. I did. Neither of them being drafted at all. To me, this is easy. As long as Geis is there and he's already doing individual drills at OTAs, which means he's going to be full go when camp is is here. Um, he's just he's a three down back out the gates. I at the at right before the season started last year, I totally bought into Darius Geis, and until he shows me otherwise, I'm still 100 percent on board. And as bad as Washington is, I, I will that bad. I will consider Geis at the 504. Oh, I'll, yeah, I, I think you, you, you answered this one pretty easily. I, I, I think you're right. I mean, the way I break this down is I, AP was impressive as shit last year. He's APs are fucking freak. He's 34 years old. Yeah. And they signed him back to an extension, but it was an insurance policy. It's an insurance policy. Geist is 22. And honestly, they're very similar running back, like style-wise. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he's going to be as good as AP. I'm just saying that, he, that he's fucking 12 years younger. And he, he, he runs the same way hard. Um, yeah, to me, this isn't easy. I agree with you. Fair. Let's move on then. New seven. England Patriots at number seven. Most volatile. We disagreed about this one by a good bit. Um, I think the New England backfield is going to be more volatile than you do. Let me give you the ADPs real quick. Sony Michelle, 312. Uh, James White's going in the sixth round at 605. Rex Burkhead at Why 14. Why are you listing Rex Burkhead? And Damian Harris going... One pick after at the fourteen oh two. My stance here is Sony Michelle is going to get injured. Period. He's going to get injured. He's going to get injured early. Um, Damian Harris being drafted as high as Damian Harris was drafted scares me a little bit. Whether this is a let's limit Sony's touches or we know Sony's going to get hurt, let's get Damian Harris out there. We know that the team likes packages for pass catching backs. As, as James White, and as much as you don't want to admit it, Rex Burkhead falls into that category. There's four backs here that are going to touch the field. That's why I think they're volatile. Do you want to make a bet on Rex Burkhead? We bet on him last year. Well, what's the bet? Oh, I was supposed to I, look I, some stuff up. I will bet you this. Yeah, you were. I, I, I will bet you that Damian Harris beats out Rex Burkhead. No, I'm not going to make that bet because <laughs> I think he does as well. All right, you like that Because he's going to be the guy that steps in. And does the Sony roll after Sony gets hurt? This is again. This is I told you guys this last year that that this offense would regress. It did. Tom Brady handed the ball off more. Sony Michelle's the best running back on this team. Pure running back. They will use Sony Michelle. I agree with you. He will get hurt at some point. That's just, just going to happen. They're going to use White and Harris after that. It's it, this is a volatile offense or running back. I should say, White. White's going to be a third down back. It's going to be Sony Michelle's. I don't disagree with you that, there, that this is it. There's there's volatility here. There's going to be competition, but it's still Sony Michelle. He's the best running back. I have two questions for you here. Yes. The first question is this: Sony Michelle's at the three twelve. Yes. Aaron Jones at three ten. Who would you rather have? I would take Aaron Jones over Sony. Yeah. Is it just the injury concern? No. I think Sony Michelle is a good running back, but I think we saw Sony Michelle last year get six touchdowns. 
something so, in so, the right, regulars. In, in there. Yeah. I think Sony Michelle, his price ceiling is probably eight touchdowns just because he's probably going to get hurt and, and, and Damian Harris is there. And for God, we all know Burkhead's going to go in there for two games and steal fucking four touchdowns. And James White there. I think Aaron Jones' ceiling is 12 touchdowns. Okay. So you like the ceiling. Yeah. And if we're looking at a second running back, there you go. Um, okay, my second question to you is this. Right now, James White is being drafted as a running back 29 mm-hmm. in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. I made a bet with the doc last week that mm-hmm. he'd finish outside the top 30. That was a bad bet. You think he's going to finish inside the top 30? Yeah. Oh, he's a full point, full, full point PPR, right? Half point. Everything we do on this show is half point PPR. Since when did we switch this shit? We can go back to episode number seven where we first said... What are we doing on two in the be... pink, three in the stink? Half point Three in the pink, one in the stink. Half point PPR, two in the stink. Two in the stink. I have a tight anus. Yeah. You can only fit one. Well, just a little pinky. Pinky <laughs> right. toe. Make sure you um, cut the nail. always first. half point PPR? Yeah. Hmm. Um, do I think that he will finish outside that? Yeah. Where do you feel, where do you feel he finishes? Running back. I mean, running back 20. 25. 25. Okay. It's not super ridiculous, but. I, I feel really... He did finish top 10 last year, which yeah, I don't think he's going to repeat that. That's because everybody was gone. He was literally the only running back on the roster. Is the same thing going to happen? No. That's why they drafted Damian Harris. Yeah, that part's true. Let's move on to Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns. I talked about this team at length last week. You got Nick Chubb, who is going to get a 207. Legitimate, a legitimate number one running back. Y- yes. He is being drafted as a number one. Well, at the 207, middle of the round, probably your number two, but yes... Some teams will have him as their number one. Kareem Hunt, not playing the first eight games, being drafted in the seventh round. Uh, then Duke Johnson, who? who tried to get traded. The team said, fuck yeah, you, no you're shit. part of our plan, being taken in the 14th round. Um, I've talked about it at length. Go ahead and tell people what you think. I think it's a... He's suspended for the first eight games. Chubb's a great running back. Chubb's going to be phenomenal for those first eight games. After that, Hunt's probably going to fucking start taking off in week 12. And guess what? He's going to be fresh as shit, and he's a good running back. Hey, who do you think's a better running back? Chubb? Hunt? Mm. Mm. That's a tough one. Um, I like Hunt. I think Chubb's a running back that I probably like to watch more. I I, I like a a running back who probably can take a little more hit and and deliver something. Uh, Hunt's probably a little more scat back to me. I love Hunt. I think Kareem Hunt is one of the most talented backs in the league. Talent meaning what, though? Just all-around talent. Like, I think he's a better running back than Nick Chubb. By a little. Don't get me wrong. I mean, trust me, one of, the, one of my favorite running backs was Eddie George because he could pound the fucking shit out of people running sure. Ray Lewis continuously. That's pro- I think Chubb's a little bit, he's more stocky of a player. That's what you like. Yes. Um, yeah, okay, so do you draft Chubb at the 207? Do you dare touch him? Only if you want to get to the playoffs and lose immediately. I, yeah, well, you, we always talk about it. You've got to be creative as a manager, right? You can draft a good team, but nine, you know, 75% of the time, you cannot ride the same fucking horses or the stallions that you drafted to the championship. You've got to make, you've got to manage here, folks. Sure. If you draft Chubb, I'm not saying it's a bad idea because he's going to give you points, lots of points. Early, yeah. But you've got to start figuring out ways to get depth behind Trade him. Trade him in week six. Do you, better question, do you draft Hunt in the seventh round? End of the seventh. Yeah, I would. And just sit him on your bench for eight games. Depends how deep you are. You know, this is you ask that question in a blind, in, right? Completely blind. In a vacuum. In, in, in who the fuck knows what's going on? But honestly, if you have Kerryon Johnson as, as you know, 
in an auction or or as your 16th round running back, yeah, I'm not scared to draft Hunt then. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We've got a bunch of teams left to go here. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. There are five names that I want to point out to us here. Uh, which makes for a confusing backfield. LaShawn McCoy, who's getting up there in age. He is the, he's going in the eighth round, early eighth round. Devin Singletary, rookie this year, is going in the 12th. TJ Yeldon, who I forgot was even on this team, is going in the 14th. Frank Gore, just signed, not even being drafted. Chris Ivory, just signed, not even being drafted. There's only one guy on this running back core that was here last year. Everybody else was brought in behind him this year. Did Yeldon and Ivory, they just are paired and they can't separate? Yeah, I guess. I mean, Ivory has only been, was only in Jacksonville for, what, two years? Apparently, they have a love connection. Why do you go to Buffalo? Um, I think, look, I think, I think this is going to end up being the Singletary show. It's going to take a few weeks to get there. <laughs> it might take the eighth week. Yeah, it might take halfway through the season. Singletary's he's going in the 12th round. I don't think you need to draft him. If you want Devin Singletary on your team in a redraft league, I think you can get him off the waiver wire later because he's going to be drafted in the 12th, and he's going to be dropped because LaShawn McCoy is going to come out and be the guy. Frank Gore is going to get some touches because he's Frank Gore at 37 years old. They're going to want to give him the ball. TJ Yeldon's going to come in and catch some passes as well. Singletary, I think, will eventually win the the bulk of this work because to me Singletary is a talented back 5'7 he's a small guy 210 or so 20 whatever he is yeah, he's bigger than um but but I like I said last week I like this kid on tape very elusive in small spaces you watch some of his you watch some of his tape he makes people miss in the hole not in the backfield not through the hole legitimately meets up with the linebacker in the hole makes him miss that to me is is awesome. He is, as the team said, he's the guy. He's the guy in this draft class that looked most like Lashawn McCoy. That's I like that. I agree with what you said there. You said Singletary is the future back. That's the I, that's an accurate statement. The rest of these guys are old, fucking done. Um, honestly, it's it's a bad team. I don't really want this running back in general. Agreed. I guess my one question to you is this. Is you talk about Singletary, I like this analysis. Singletary might be, he'll probably get drafted because it, we, everyone likes rookies. Mm-hmm. But but every, everyone has short attention spans and probably get dropped in week four because, my God, I can't, I, I got to do something with my team and make some changes. Yeah, I got to hit, yeah. But but every, we're confident that Hunt won't go that same path. Yeah, somebody's going to draft Kareem Hunt and stash him. You think of that for sure. Oh yes, because when they when you draft Kareem Hunt, you know you're not going to get anything until week eight. When you draft somebody like Devin Singletary, you do that because you're hoping that he yeah. gets out there in week two, three. And it won't happen. It won't happen. Yeah, I like that. It's good analysis. Uh, let's move on to the next team then. Philadelphia, the Eagles, number three on our list, buddy. Number, number three. three, Jordan Howard. They traded for Jordan Howard. Look, Philadelphia, we know has in the past been last year uh, under what's this nuts? What's the name? Yeah, he, Jordan Howard. The coach in Philadelphia. Peterson. Peter, Doug Peterson. Uh, it was a shit show there. <laughs> they went out and traded for Jordan Howard. Um, they went out and drafted Miles Sanders, who I've said over and over again was my favorite running back skill-wise coming into this draft. Uh, they still got Corey Clement. They still got Wendell Smallwood. They still got Josh Adams. All guys that saw the field last year. Only two of these guys are being drafted right now. Howard in the sixth round. Sanders in the ninth round. The other three are undrafted. 
what is your advice to people as they prepare their draft lists? I year? like Howard as a running back, um, but he's he's a very simple running back. I think Sanders is the most explosive, he's the most talented running back on this team. Well-rounded. Very well-rounded Yeah, back. complete. complete. I think it's interesting here that they drafted him in the second round of the 53rd pick. Guess who they drafted last time in that, in that exact same spot? Sean McCoy. There you go. Um, Howard will steal goal line picks or goal line carries. That's what he does. Um, he definitely will do that. Will Garrett? You know, he's going to fill the Garrett Blunt role in twenty seventeen. Um, where Garrett Blunt had one seventy three. I think Howard probably one fifty. But this, this is Sanders' show. I would take Sanders. Sanders in nine oh three is a good pick. I would take that. Yeah, I like that's Sanders. depth. That's that's good depth pick. What's happening? It's always the computer, never the user. It's not me. Yes, I like Sanders. By the way, do you are you scared of Josh Adams at all? No, I I would ask you the same question as the Notre Dame fan on the couch here. I think Josh Adams is a a a, a viable running back, backup running back. But what you saw, I mean, he did. He was impressive last year, but he couldn't stay healthy. He was okay, but I don't have any faith that. That Josh Adams is going to beat out Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is a good running back. Miles Sanders is a good running back. Um, my look, my breakdown goes like this. Okay, so you have said before that Doug Peterson doesn't like to use one back. However, uh, there were five. A lot of guys got hurt last year in Philadelphia, right? Jai was a starter. He got hurt. Corey Clement came in. He got hurt, right? Fucking everybody that had a chance. Wendell Smallwood actually came in before Corey Clement. Wendell Smallwood got Correct. hurt. That's why Adams got on the field. Well, f- there were five games last year where one guy got at least 55% of the snap share, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's not a committee. If you're running three backs, that's you're committing to somebody uh, a couple of games. Josh Adams, when he got in, he got 65% of the snap share. A couple of those games, that's really got the run, by the way. Doug Peterson wants to have a guy, I think, wants a 60% guy. A guy who is legitimately the one on your team. Uh, have a couple of guys to come in and spell him. Lands you right in the middle in the league as far as uh, uh, snap share for a running back. So he wants a guy like that. I think to begin the season, it's going to be Jordan Howard. Again, sometimes it takes rookies a while to learn the offense to learn the blocking schemes. Maybe the first four games, Howard's got that over Sanders. I think the next handful of games, it's going to be pretty close to a 50-50. But yeah, by week 10, by week 11, um, Miles Sanders is going to take over. It's going to take a while because they paid up for Jordan Howard, um, and and there's going to be some pressure to use them. They've got all these other guys. There's going to be some pressure to use them as well. But by the time you get to week 10, Miles Sanders is going to be the guy. This is not... A Devin Singletary situation where Miles Sanders is going to be dropped. However, if you want him, you have to draft him. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and you, you have to draft him. Um, you know, last year we, you you were recommending drafting Clementine, mm-hmm. um, Clementine, Smallwood, Adams. Those guys are not draftable at all. Those are those guys are waiver wire pickups. You're picking up after the, someone gets Only hurt. Only somebody gets hurt. Howard's draftable, but we talked about it last year with 900 yards, nine TDs. He was number running back number 20 overall. I can't see him repeating that in Philadelphia, right? Like, it's probably seven TDs. He's a, as far as I'm concerned, he's a placeholder until Sanders is ready, and Miles Sanders is the future. Period. Um, God damn it! If one of these two guys gets hurt, either of the two, 
You yeah. want to be owning the other yeah. one. Like, should at any point Howard go down, you want to be owning But you're Sanders. correct. If you want Sanders, you are drafting Sanders. You have to draft him. And, and at nine, I recommend it. You know, if you're in a keeper league at all, like, this is a guy, this is a guy that has the potential to be a stud running back for the next five years as a keeper for you. Not only that, I mean, he, this guy has the potential to, to, to be your, your, a legit starter on your team if, if he gets into week 10 and, and he's getting 65% of the touches here. I, I'm not going to be terribly surprised if he's one of these guys that, you know, every year um, they tell you these are the players that were on the highest percentage of yeah. fantasy playoff teams or those, championship yeah, teams. Would it be a surprise if Miles Sanders is a guy in the fantasy playoffs that win people their championship? We'll see. Give us the number two team on our list. The number two team, that's got to be the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh. This comes down to two guys that we talked about last week. Chris Carson, Rashad Penny. Carson going in the fourth round. Penny going in the seventh round. I said it in the news last week. I think if I didn't, I'm saying it right now. Chris Carson had knee surgery this offseason, which is kind of out of nowhere. Um... Pete Carroll came out and said, knee surgery, but he's fine. He's going to be back for camp. But that is kind of normal for NFL running backs now, right? Knee surgery is not out of that order. However, like, look who this... Another shot before we get to number one. Look who this is coming from. Oh, you know what Leonard's Pride? Uh, Our show this week's pop Leonard's Pride straight out of India. You know, I, I Because we're in trade tariff right now. I stopped doing the uh, sponsors. We should do that again. <clears throat> um, Pete Carroll is Pete Carroll has very rose-colored glasses about every player on his team all the time. Always, I'm concerned that Chris Carson is really hurt, and this may be more problematic than we think. Based on conjecture, 100 based on conjecture and Pete Carroll's history. I, I this is another one of those Denver issues where I think Rashad Penny was eventually going to be taking over from Chris Carson. They drafted his Rashad Penny went in the second, or second, second early, round, early second round. Second, yeah, um, he's going to be the guy eventually. I think it might be screaming out of the gates well, in the seventh round. I, mm-hmm. I have said before in this offseason that I don't want to touch either of these Seattle backs because this may very well be a fifty fifty. And by fifty fifty yeah. for this team, I mean game one, it's all Carson. Game two, it's all Penny. This is not going to be half of the snaps in game one go one way, half the go the other way. This is going to be a, whichever running back Carroll decides to use that game is going to be the one they use. Well, he might not be – to that point, and we saw it kind of a little bit last year, there might just be games when he uses Penny or he, or he uses Carson, right? Like, yeah. Car- there's a good chance. And Penny was interesting. There were games last year where Penny looked terrible, and then a couple back time he looked phenomenal. Later in the season. Yeah, later in the season. I, I mean, I, I think there's two things to pay attention to, and this is why I think it's an interesting – Seattle's number two on this list. Seattle was number two, led the league last year, number two in, in overall rushes per game at 33.4. That's a lot that of... A that's, shitload that's a shitload of rushes. And that offensive line, which was missing and, and for the, the last three years... And the between them and Baltimore is that wasn't the quarterback. Yeah. That was running backs only. Yeah, well, he's not running the ball anymore. Wilson doesn't run it. He doesn't, Wilson doesn't run the ball. But the other thing is this offensive line's kind of back. So... Uh, you know, we talk about Philly. You know, uh, the other thing I would say, number number three, Philly, we kind of like that offense. Mm-hmm. Number two, Seattle. One of these guys is going to get you points. Yeah. The- I don't like Car- Froggy made the statement last week, and he's right. Carson at, at the fourth round or Penny in the seventh round, you like Penny because he's cheaper. Yeah. 
I fully expect <laughs> after this surgery news, those two to level off a little bit. Okay. But I'm still taking Penny if I'm taking either of them. My one concern is, and, 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 and you know, like I said a minute ago, I think you agree, the 50-50 split that we're concerned about for this team is not like most. It's not 50-50 in one game. It's going to be all one guy in one game, all another guy in another game. So if you draft Rashad Penny, you are taking the risk that in any given week, he touches the ball three times. He may come out the very next week and touch it 20 times, but that's the way Pete Carroll does his offense. Well, to me, Seattle is a very good, uh, unlike Philly, I think Philly will eventually pick a running back. Um, I think this is more like New England. I think this is more like Chicago kind of was last year. You're going to see a, you're going to see two running backs here continuously touch the ball. It, it might be week week one or week week three, week five, whatever it is. I don't know. I, I would probably tell you I think it's going to be Carson. He's the more reliable back. I think he's actually a very good running back. He's they they definitely dropped a penny, but I actually think Carson is going to be sixty forty Carson. So you like him in the fourth over Penny in the seventh? No. I think the I like you said, I think it's going to even out here. I think they might both go to six or both go to five. Yeah, yeah. And I think the I think Carson will outperform Penny at the end of the year. Okay. I almost want to make a bet with you on that, but I don't know that I trust <laughs> trust that team. Uh let's move on to the number one. We gotta take the shot before we go to number one. Oh Jesus Christ. It's a good shot. Blinders pride, baby. <laughs> Straight from India. And you know there, there's no there's is are there no tariffs trade on there? tariffs on India. There you go. Oh, it's a really good one. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like high school. Oh, it feels like taking shots in high school. When you kind learn, of is, isn't it? Before you learn how to do it. <laughs> the best for blender's prize doesn't get better. It gets it's worse. It gets worse. As the bottom goes down, <laughs> those fine Indian grains get less fine. Number one on this list is San Francisco 49ers, folks. Um, there's there's Tevin Coleman, Jared McKinnon, Matt Breida. Raheem Master was phenomenal last year watching him you play in, him. In, in two weeks. He was phenomenal. Master broke his arm, and they had a, they're re-breaking it. They're redoing that surgery. Matt Breida. I don't like Matt Breida as a running back in general, but he just tore his pectoral muscle. Tore pick. Jared McKinnon. Not... On the field anything. yet. And he'll be back, hopefully, by training camp. I mean, he's scheduled to be back by training camp. And then there's the old reliable, probably the, the, the most known here, it's Tevin Coleman. Now, I think it's interesting that Sports Injury Predictor has Tevin Coleman as the single most likely running what back to be injured. That on? I have no idea what their formula is, but they say 77.4% chance that he's going to be injured this year. So you got three running backs that are currently injured, and according to at least this one website, the most likely running back to get injured on this team. Yeah, it's uh, this is a fucking shit show, and if you're trying to pick them, good fucking luck. Right now, Coleman's going at the 702. McKinnon's going at the very next running back at the 705, 32 and 33. Breida's going at the 11.06. Obviously, Mostert's not being drafted. So, before you can go further on this, what we do know is whatever running back is here is going to perform. Love it. Love him. Love a Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan running back. Probably similar if we can get Sanders. If you can get Sanders, and all of a sudden Sanders shows up in the fourth week, he's probably not going to disappear. Yeah. 
right? Unlike Seattle, where, where it might just be a shit show the entire, in the entire year. Um, if you can find that this running back, if you pick the right running back, and last year we drafted Jarek McKinnon in the, in the third round? Uh, no, we drafted Jarek McKinnon in the first round, but we had three picks. Three in picks in the first round. We drafted him and he burnt the shit out of us he last saw, year. Yeah, he um, because he didn't play. He didn't play, and you saw Matt Breida, who's not nearly as good as running back. In he general, got it done. He's got it done for what? For eight weeks, nine weeks. One of these guys is going to be a fucking stud fantasy running back. Who's going to be? Pick him. If I had to choose right now, it would be Tevin Coleman. I like Tevin Coleman. Watching him in 2015, 2016, backing up. It, uh, honestly, there, there was a time when he was going to start, when he was the, the going to be the running back before Freeman actually showed up. Except he broke his ribs, and then Freeman showed up, and then Freeman stole the show in 2015. There was a, there, there was an, in, in my home, home league, there's an infamous moment in our draft. So we do a live draft where in, who doesn't do a live draft? That's the only way, draft way to go. Yeah. Whatever. So like we were all standing around this table and this kid, Playing this kid drafts Devonta Freeman. This is before the, either of these two guys had done anything on this team. And two picks later, it was my turn. And I had Tevin Coleman circled. And as soon as he laughed, drafted Freeman, I laughed through the next guy's pick. And I, in his face, I said, I'm picking the fucking starting running back on the Atlanta Falcons, Tevin Coleman. And I ate so much shit all year because, because of that injury. And Freeman went ape shit. Ape shit. Yes. Freeman goes ape shit. But actually, Coleman had the first opportunity. Coleman was the starting running and back. And broke his rib, I believe. Yes. And then he just never got it back. Um, going back to San Fran here, folks, I think I do like Coleman mostly. This is my one concern, is McKinnon is a very similar, similar running back to Brita. And Froggy's brought it up in the past, is that McKinnon has never got it done as number one running back. Um, I think if he's going to do it, I think I think it will be with Kyle Shanahan. I think Kyle Shanahan knows how to, he, he knows how to use a running back. Um... He, he, Kyle Shanahan's a great offensive coordinator. Fits fits the the the. I think the offensive scheme around the players. To be honest with you, um, but I, if I had to pick a run right now, I pick Coleman. So safety over safety over high ceiling. I'm gonna pick McKinnon here, and the reason I'm picking McKinnon is this: one of the very first things Kyle Shanahan did when he got to San Francisco is he pegged Jarek McKinnon as the best running back available for the run, scheme he wanted to run. Yeah. He And he said, I, this is the guy I want, period. And he went and signed him. And he went and signed him to a big deal. Now, it was a very front-loaded deal, so they had an opportunity to get out of it later. But like that is one of the first things he did when he got to that team. I don't Dude. see him... I, not, McKinnon got hurt immediately before he had a chance to play. To me, he's. I think he's going to give him the chance. Now, will McKinnon lose it? Look, McKinnon has lost the chance before. In Minnesota, he lost a chance to Matt Asiata. He came in and couldn't get it done. Asiata took over. Latavius Murray, he lost a chance to Latavius Murray. So he has lost a chance before. But to me, Jarek McKinnon is going to be given the chance he was going to be given last year. Coleman's going to come in and play the Coleman role from Atlanta when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta. Uh, so look at McKinnon to be the Freeman role, Coleman to be the Coleman role. I don't see McKinnon not at least getting the opportunity. Will he keep it? That's on him. That's on him coming back from an ACL tear, which is not easy as a running back in the NFL. Uh, but 
I'm drafting him because he's going to, to me, there's no way that coaching staff what? is not going to give him the chance that they signed him to have. Do you think, I don't think Kyle Shanahan's that, that type of coach. Now, I don't know enough about Kyle Shanahan, but I, I don't think he, I, I circle this guy and I'm, I'm going to plug him in regardless. Yeah. Unlike John Elway, who I feel like he would do that you know, all the time. Sure. Um, I think he's going to go with the best running back. I, I think he knows Coleman. Right? He had Coleman down in Atlanta for a while, and he liked Coleman. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're the same running back. I think McKinnon and Breed are very similar running backs. I think Coleman is a, a probably a, he's, he's bigger, he's heavier. He's, he's Run, he can take it up the middle. Correct. And I think that's more of Monster. I, I feel like, you know, Coleman and Monster are very similar. McKinnon and Breed are very similar. I think McKinnon and F- Devonta Freeman are relatively similar. Monte Freeman does not. Freeman and McKinnon do not run the same way. They have a similar skill set. Devonta Freeman will fucking put his head down and yeah. run up the middle, whereas McKinnon is not very good at that. Not that he won't try, um, but I think they have a, a similar skill set. I'm picking McKinnon just because I think I don't think I think they gave him the opportunity they signed to get him to give him. So you're telling our listeners right now you take McKinnon in the seventh round. Look, they're both going in the seventh. It. It'd be fant. We tr- we have McKinnon in our dynasty. We tried very hard to trade for Tevin Coleman because it'd be great to have them both. Because, like you said, one of these two fucking guys is going to be great. You asked the question last week. Someone's going to win your fantasy league. Who, who you? One, one of these th- guys might do that. One of these two guys might do that. And yet, if if I'm rolling the dice between the two, at this point, I'm taking McKinnon. To be fair to the listeners, I have been a McKinnon truther <laughs> for six years. Right? Like, I have been fucking throwing his name around my league and drafting him as the last pick in our draft every year for six, seven fucking years, right? I'm a truther, so don't take what I say with a grain of salt because I've been waiting for this motherfucker. I watched his college tape and that was my mistake because his college tape makes him look like a god. Where's he from? He played some D2 school okay. somewhere. I couldn't even tell you what it was. I guess if I had to rank these guys right now, one through four, right? Breed is number four for me. Monster's number three. I love Monster. You've I love been the way all he all about oh, Monster. Makes Monster. me hard. You you love a big dude. That's that's your shtick. When he fucking runs hard, it's, just, it's impressive, man. Yeah. Um, I think I would go McKinnon two Coleman number one again. This is what I do know. Coleman was the number one running back in Atlanta until he broke his rib. And at some point, they couldn't give the ball away from how good Freeman was. True. Okay. He, 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 McKinnon goes out. McKinnon's hurt. Coleman, they, they go out and sign Coleman. I think Coleman is the guy to draft here. And I would not hesitate to draft him in the seventh round. So, I mean, like, should we make a bet about these two guys, I feel really I, I, I bad about I feel we about should, but I feel we should need to wait a little bit. I mean, let's just make a bet. No, now. we got to wait a little bit. For what? I feel because right now it's just conjecture. It's, yes, 100% when I, when conjecture. When I feel we were betting on the Derrick Henry in uh, Dan Lewis, I knew more than you. I'm not sure I know any more than you. Let's just make a bet. I made two bets with you already today. One more is good. Say yes. Say yes. Uh, we'll Say venture yes. next week. Okay. I don't know what we're not even. We don't have a show next week, but it's fine. Um, all right, that's it, guys. Go draft Jarek McKinnon in the seventh round and win your league. Look, maybe it's just hopeful 
because I love the man, I'd cuddle him. I wouldn't necessarily blow him because he's got that high, weird voice. But I'd do you like his dreads? Sometimes he's got not the dreads, but like the twists, like those (laughs) tiny little ones that kind of just stick out all over the place. Looks like he belongs in a prison somewhere. Um, But uh, whatever. Watch his college tape. It's fun to watch. All right, guys. Lesson of the week. Uh, This week is pretty simple and straightforward. As you can clearly see over the past two weeks, the Wiz and I do not need Bullfrog to put on a great show. But we do want. All right. Thanks for coming back. We'll see you again next week. The Good Doctor will be joining us as we finally dive into the coaching changes. It is maybe the most important thing to consider in the offseason. Coaches have an enormous impact on fantasy football. We'll break down all of the head coaching changes next week. In a couple of weeks, we'll get into the offensive coordinators. Very important stuff there. In the meantime, look, go tell your friends about our show. Go write us a review on Apple Podcasts somewhere. Check out our website, www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com. Write us an email. Send us a tweet. I am at dweeznutsallzeeznowesses. You got Bullfrog at yff the bullfrog participate with the show get in here we'll answer your questions and if you do write us a five-star review don't forget i will read it word for word regardless of what it says i will be your puppet so don't miss out on that uh get something good in there and in the meantime you can just go right ahead and fuck off thank you for listening to another episode of your football fantasy now pull up your pants subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com.